0: Greetings. Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph.
1: I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our
0: childhood. Hello, hello! We are in full swing now in our listeners pick series. Mm-hmm. We did Leprechaun last episode. And next episode is going to be fried green tomatoes. (laughs) I never. (laughs) So that'll be fun. That's what um, is in our direct past and in our direct present. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like that was going to be like clear. Present danger. Danger. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so... Again, as we did last episode, thank you guys so much for being listeners, being any kind of fan, remotely. I don't even, I don't know if we could even say that. Like, it sounds weird to say cringe. that. You know, like cringe. Yeah. But if you're fans of the show, not yes. of us. Because yeah. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> we don't deserve that. <laughs> we are but humble. <laughs> Lowly <laughs> podcastos, <host. laughs>
1: but humble, but humble.
0: <laughs> oh, stupid! In other exciting news, Face Off episode is already surpassed in downloads. All our others. It's it's now. In league with our top downloaded episode, which was The Fifth Element. Nice. Um, They are at the same level right now, which I could not believe considering Face Off just came out a couple... It was like a month ago. ago. Now, I think. Maybe. But yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, like, so much. It was the Nick Cage. It was Nick Cage, He, yes. he brought it. I don't think it had anything to do with us, to be honest. Um, I'm sure just people love that movie. Exactly. That's <laughs> probably 100% what it is. But still, thanks yeah, uh, for like, listening. <laughs> listen anyway. to this random person's opinion on Face <laughs> So, yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. We've also, um, I've noticed we've had a few more international listeners now. Nice. Um, which is even more amazing couple of people in Germany. Nice. Yes. So, danke. Yes. Danke. Donka. Oh, okay. uh, guten Tag. <laughs> Sehr gut. <laughs> that's, that's about all I remember from the ninth grade German classes. I just
1: remember the Wayne Newton song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of forgot about that song <laughs> um, until you said I used to love Wayne Newton when I was... <laughs> uh, Vegas Vacation. That's the movie mm-hmm. I think of with Wayne Newton mm-hmm. um, all the time. Anyway, so, but I thought that was a big deal. We've also had a couple more listeners in India. So oh, that's really cool. amazing. Yeah, right? Um, which also kind of inspired me to where later uh, sometime, maybe we should do, I've never watched a Bollywood movie. I, Have you? No, I haven't either. So that might be something fun for us to, yeah, to try out. I've definitely. never seen one before. So maybe we could do uh, a one month theme and try out our first like two Bollywood movies. Yeah. Maybe. No, I was like, definitely. yeah, I thought that would be cool. Yeah, anyway, so that's kind of what's been going on in the Film Gazer community and world. Um, again, we have Discord members. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm um, trying to, like, keep up on that a little more. I put, like, one little extra paragraph of my Leatherface lore. Nice. Um, but nothing substantial yet. I'm having a little writer's block, so. <laughs> now there's
1: pressure. We yes. have two members.
0: That's exactly there's what it reading is. reading it now. I'm not different. just typing in a blank, unused
1: <laughs> In your um, little diaries we used to have on yeah. the computers.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> uh, couldn't, like, go with the flow. Password protect us. <laughs> I
1: remember when I was a kid. Um, I had one of those, and my password was Banana. <laughs> But obviously I spelt it wrong, and I couldn't remember how I spelt it. And I tried to write banana, like, over and over, and it wouldn't take it. And I was like, Mom, my password is banana. I know it is. <laughs> and she was, like,
0: diving it in. She's like, I
1: mean, she's like, well, how did you spell banana the first
0: time? <laughs> and I knew that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know.
1: And they didn't really have a uh, um, forgot password. No.
0: Back in 92. That was like on the Tandy IBM. <laughs> <laughs> and some of those words don't even make sense to probably some of our listeners. I know. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's a Tandy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could play Hangman and have a diary on it. That was the extent. Oh,
0: man. Anyway. What else uh, has been going on in your life? What you have been watching? What you been up to?
1: Um, me and my son went and saw the new Super Mario Brothers movie.
0: How was in it?
1: In 3D. Oh, in 3D. And we watched it all in 3D. Fancy. Um, And the 3D was such as that you kind of forgot it was in 3D. Like... Really subtle. Really subtle. Mm. So it didn't bother me. That's um, good. Like, it, sometimes if it's, like, too... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, almost blurry.
0: My husband gets a little motion sickness from 3D. Well, sometimes it just almost gives me a headache. Yeah, that's what it is, too. Yeah, he gets a little sick to his stomach and makes his head hurt. Um, I guess maybe you guys are just sensitive to the, maybe the frame rate or the... Yeah, the depth perception of the it. Something. Yeah. something.
1: Um, yeah. But this one was smooth, so it didn't nice. feel like that. Maybe that was just the movie theater. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was um, amazing because there was only, like, one other person and their kid in the whole theater. Hell um, yeah. Because we went on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, one in the afternoon.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. I I always remember the most fun... I had at movie theaters was going at the weird times. Oh yeah, like you know it would be yeah like
1: because then you can talk and be like oh cool oh what
0: was that and How it was, 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 was like matinee not bothering anybody. Yeah, anymore. I have the most fun. I will say no, I love a matinee. I love oh, a good matinee.
1: I do too. That's it's... the only time I want to go anymore.
0: Andrew and I went and saw Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did do that after we mentioned it in the last episode. I was like, we might go do that after, and we totally did. Yeah, and I had a blast. It was a really good um, like action packed like summer, you know, like, family movie, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's rated PG-13, which that's fine. I mean, real younger kids probably, yeah, wouldn't be, like, into it. It's a little too, yeah. you know, a little too much for them. Um, too many, still not terrible, though. Too many
1: adults in the movie. Uh, yeah, that's what it, I just think it
0: might be a little boring actually yeah. for them, because they're not gonna maybe 100% understand like, some of the plot and all that kind of stuff. No, I'd say, yeah, it was really good, though. Hugh Grant was like a scoundrel, like oh. he always is. Um, who else was in it? Um, Michelle Rodriguez. I wrote a little review on our Discord, uh, that you can go into further, uh, but I do gush about Michelle Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. I loved her in this movie. Uh, Chris Pine, um, great, charismatic, the huge, like all the supporting, the cast was great. Um, it was fun. Like it was a really fun movie theater watch for sure too. I recommend it, like Mm -hmm. actually pay the money. It's worth it. Right, And it kind of... (laughs) honestly and it was a saturday we went to the matinee so i'm kind of like i even told andrew i was like i want to go to the movies more often again like i'm ready yeah and <laughs> i think it also doesn't help that like we used to have two movie theaters in town and they just tore the old school one down that i would that was actually the one i kind of went to more was sun plaza and yeah. there's no more it's gonna be an aldi's <laughs> Oh well. Yeah, but I was like, ah, it's gonna be all <laughs> these. okay with that? And so now we have a Regal though, which was the old United artist oh, okay. Now it's a Regal. Okay, uh, it's the one by the mall that is slowly being dissected. Yeah, into, into apartment furnace. buildings. Um, which the, it's the end of an era. It really <laughs> is sad. It is. It's kind of sad when we drove back there, seeing like
1: the mall. Because when we the were the Dillers like, is young. gone.
0: It's dead. Yeah, officially. And the JC Penny side is where my gym is actually now. Mm-hmm. Like part. Like I think they're basically just gonna tear down and leave just like the main little like court old where navy. the gym is and old navy and uh crackers. They stayed strong and they yes. moved to that part. That's awesome. So shout out to just anyone who is remotely in The uh, Florida Panhandle, if you know what Crackers is, you know. If you know, you know. Like, (laughs) it's a thing. So, yeah, no. OGs, they're still, they're staying. I think they're going to be by the shoe department now. That's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, so it was cool just to go back to the movies. Um, I had fun. I've also watched Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke on 420. Nice. (laughs) Because it was our movie night, so we're like, oh, well. Andrew picked that one out. Yeah, he was like, I tried to find Half Baked, but he's like, this one was streaming. So we're like, that's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite part of that whole movie is when he takes his beanie off. and To
0: clean his entire car and then puts it back on his head. I told Andrew <laughs> the same exact thing when we watched it again. I was like, you know what? I still think this is one of my favorite parts I of know. the
1: movie. I love that part. Like, that just makes it.
0: And then the one hippie chick at the end when, for some reason, she's describing the way, like, those pe- like people she knew had sex. And then it sounds <laughs> like they're having sex. yeah. <laughs>
1: In the van. At the Battle of the Bands, <laughs> yeah,
0: in the van. And she's like, <laughs> and then she had two tears in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how much. It's a funny movie. Like, yeah. it was still funny. It was still really stupid in parts. And then certain things, you're like, man, he's such a fucking creep. Like, I know. But <laughs> like, it was still, like, it's the OG Stoner movie for a reason, for sure. Yeah. Like, it was very funny. Um, yeah, and other than that, just, I've been still on my regular show, watching, uh, Demon Slayer, starting mm-hmm. the new, the Entertainment District arc. I'm ready! <laughs> <laughs> have you been, uh, watching any shows? Um,
1: the only thing I've been watching recently is Skin Decisions Before and After. Oh It's like a plastic <laughs> surgery show, um, <clears throat> where they have, like, one that does surgery one that does non-surgery, and they discuss... Which one Good. they think would be better for the patient. Mm. And some of these like non-invasive treatments, I'm like, they do that shit around here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm intrigued. Uh, laser resurfacing? Uh, that sounds intriguing. I take your How cellulite? much is that? Yeah. Ooh. They can do that. They can do like sunspots. What? Yeah. Non-invasive.
0: Whole new world.
1: I know. I was like, Star Trek, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my holodeck at? <laughs> that's what I'm really waiting for.
0: That would be pretty uh, sweet. I know. That would be amazing. Well, that's what we've been up to. Um, so, in this episode, we watched 2009's Inc. This was recommended by our Discord member, Christopher, and he is also from the Time Shifters podcast. Uh, which I recommend also giving a listen. I've enjoyed quite a few of their episodes already mm-hmm. now um, on my uh, commute, and I think I listened to one at the gym one day. Mm-hmm. The water rolled episode was especially entertaining to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put, throw it out there um, Kevin Costner is one of my husband's like favorite actors, mm-hmm. and they kind of ripped into him, and it was hilarious. <laughs> 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 oh uh, <clears throat> anyway don't tell andrew <laughs> so 2009's inc it was an indie film directed by i don't know if it's pronounced yamin or jamin winens and then written by yamin winens produced by winens and also um this is part of the fun facts too it's a husband wife duo okay. so his wife is Kiowa k winens and then it was also produced by a laura Wright. It was starring Chris Kelly, Quinn Hunch- Hunter, uh, Jessica Duffy. Cinematography was Jeff Pointer. It was edited. Edit. Oh, I said it right that time. <laughs> 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 and the music was also by Winans. 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 I feel like I am just fucking up all these names.
1: Look at and see it's like two names. <laughs> Winans. I don't know. I don't know what. Um... What country are they from? That might depend on the pronunciation. pronunciation.
0: The production company also, um, I believe, is the husband and wife duo. Mm. Uh, and it's called Double Edge Films. I did check out their website. It seems like they have done a few movies since uh, 2009 as well. A few look like they were also a little more like sci-fi um, based. And then the newest one they did around, I believe it was 2020, and it was um, a documentary. Mm,
1: okay. So that's
0: what they've been up to. Inc. was released on January 23rd, 2009. Uh, the running time is 106 minutes, and the budget was only 250000 wow. That was it. That's nothing, basically, in movie world, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, the budgets we've been seeing on some of these, even some of these, like, we've watched some not very good the movies. The Leopard <laughs> It still took a million dollars to yeah. make that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this movie did win Best International Feature Award at the Cancun Film Festival. Um, I also believe it was filmed in Denver or the Colorado area, like just I think all that general area. And despite it doing well in the festival circuit, it was not picked up by any of the distributors. So that was why they did it themselves. They only released it to a few cinemas and then they oversaw the DVD and Blu ray um, releases. Uh, It also was one of the most downloaded, like, pirated films Mm. Uh, because it wasn't, like, distributed, you know, like, a normal kind of, like, straight-to-video movie almost. It was illegally downloaded 400,000 times. (laughs)
1: Whoa.
0: So, it was one of the ten most pirated features of the week of its release alongside uh, films like Zombieland that year. Oh, Yeah, so people downloaded Zombieland almost as much as they did this one. Crazy. And um, on the official website, uh, they just requested voluntary donations for those who did download it. Low and like, hey, if you want to throw us uh, (laughs) some money, yeah, they kind of embraced the the pirating because they knew it was getting their movie out there and word of mouth. Yeah, and it was two thousand and nine, like. So that was a year I met my husband like yeah. I remember the internet being like I don't know it was like cooler in a way. Well,
1: YouTube was still pretty new. Everything
0: was really kind of fresh still, yeah. you know, and we were all like still navigating we it. We were
1: jaded yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's> probably, <laughs> probably what it was. Um, you had a
1: little more I, faith in the system.
0: <laughs> I have a quote regarding the one particular scene with the incubuses, or incubi. Incubi. Um, was when they had those sticks with the hands on them. <laughs> That <laughs> cracked me, me
1: up. me Like that. I don't know. if She's an influencer or just an entertainer. Oh, the on baby
0: it. hands. Yes. Yeah, Jamie French when she like, yeah. puts her makeup on with the baby, baby hands. hands.
1: Oh, that's whatever. reminded me of.
0: Yeah, I have a quote regarding that from um, one of the women's and they were like, "It was just an extra splash of weird." We decided it wasn't weird enough to begin with. So, what could we do to really make this weird? <laughs> so they had baby the, hands on sticks. Hands on sticks. <laughs> And then, uh, one of the critics I found, uh, Robert Abel of the Los Angeles Times said there's a rapacious DIY showmanship at work here reminiscent of the calling card chutzpah of Robert Rodriguez and Peter Jackson, uh, and Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that P- Robert Rodriguez and Peter Jackson showed in their scrappier pre-blockbuster days, um, which I did feel like was accurate, yeah. um, with this... For this particular film. So, yeah, because this movie was, like, so indie, basically, I didn't, you know, have, like, a ton of, like, little, you know, facts um, about the costuming or anything like that that I could find quickly and accessibly, I guess. (laughs) Most of it was just, like, where you could find to stream it and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was like, meh. (laughs) It was easy, easily
1: accessible. It was. It was streaming on several...
0: Yes, and Um, here was, just just to give a heads up to people who, if you do want to go and find this and watch it, on Amazon Prime, it is available. For some reason, though, on the date, it says 2022. Like, that's when it was released. And it's a
1: totally different picture of, like, the cover... Than the one is in Tubi. Yes. So that's confusing also. Also,
0: because I thought, oh, maybe someone's remade it. exactly. But yeah, it was the same exact movie because I started the one on Tubi and watched the beginning a little bit. And then I went and turned on the one on Amazon and went, oh no, this is the same fucking movie. Mm -hmm. So I watched the one on Amazon because there's no commercials and it was still free. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Same. Same. So just a heads up to anyone out there looking at that one. Um, Yeah. So that's with the fun facts. Uh, Jess is now going to take it away with that Yago Gold Ray.
1: <laughs> a mysterious creature known as Ink steals a child's soul in hopes of using it as a bargaining chip to join the Incubi, the group of supernatural beings responsible for creating night.
0: So, we're going to jump into it. Ink begins with, um, like, a car accident, like, an airbag going off. And then we get also, um, then a cut to, like, a young girl. We quickly get that this is a, a father and daughter. Mm-hmm. I felt like the first scene is a little awkward and a little stiff. Like... They're very, uh, they just feel awkward together at first, like his acting, and he's supposed to be like, oh, exasperated with his kid, and, right. and it, yeah, it was a little stiff at first, but by the end of that scene, they, it almost seemed like they were more comfortable with one yeah. another. So I, I could have just been also a choice, that's how that was supposed to be. So I do think the main actor, Chris Kelly, was his name. He was decent. Mm -hmm. He, I did look him up. He was like one of the only actors that had like a linked name where he's done a few other things. He also was in a few more of um, their movies too. The director and Mm. and wife. They were, um, uh, it's an, I can't remember what the other one was called. The uh, Pathfinder didn't go on to do anything else? Uh, No, not that, not that I could see (laughs) in in what I saw. He was like, he didn't have a linked like name. He was,
1: he was like a wannabe Chris Pratt.
0: He was definitely the comedic relief. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the tape on the eyes, a little cheesy. I, I know they had, like, no budget. It was a choice, yeah. It was a choice. I felt like they could have just blacked him out. It would have been maybe cooler. Yeah. Like, had his eyes closed the whole time, and it looked like just, like, empty black sockets. Yeah. That would have been cool. Right. Instead, they're just like, hey, put a little electrical tape on your eyes. Yeah, like you know, like, your eyes are titties.
1: That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Like titty sensors. <laughs> <laughs> He's got titty eyes. Oh look, there's a nipple behind there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> so the one thing about this movie is the editing is a little um choppy. I guess mm. is the way to describe it. Like, even, I guess, the timeline, rather, as well. Like, it kind of jumps a lot to where you could get confused easily if you're not kind of paying close attention. Right. Because we quickly cut to later, the little girl is sleeping in her bed. There's all these people that are just, like...
1: Clicking on with a light. Very Harry Potter. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yes.
0: Clicking in with a light. For them to have such a little budget, I was really impressed with how they used some of their effects. Yeah, they
1: did have some good effects for the to be so low budget. Yeah. Because everything else looked very low budget. Yeah, like a lot
0: <laughs> of this stuff, like one hospital room, there was like a pegboard in the back. I've never seen a hospital that has a pegboard on the wall. But it just totally reminded me
1: of us making one of our movies with better effects and more people. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend this is a hospital, okay? <laughs> Pretend this this room is a hospital. We have
0: to pretend it's a (laughs) hospital. Yeah, so I was impressed with that. Especially the beginning scene with the fighting a little bit. But the fight, the actual fight scenes, ooh, I had to look away. The, it was too quick. It was way too quick emotions and like the shaking and the moving around. Like, I feel like it was a good cheap way for them to kind of do probably what they were like imagining in their heads. But as someone who has like gets migraines and stuff, I was like, I can't look at that too much. It's making me queasy. And the way that even the lights were and like how the light would flicker like that, I'm like, nope. So (laughs) if you're sensitive to that, like just be prepared as well. Because it was a lot for me to handle. How about, did it bother you? Not, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Not that I noticed. Yeah, it uh, really bothered me. I had to like look away during every night scene.
1: (laughs) I just, I mean, you you missed a lot of tumbling. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Space off all over (laughs) again. off. I was
1: like, "Well, I guess when you're in a fight, next time I'm in a fight, I'm gonna have
0: to tumble. (laughs) Have to." So basically, you figure out that all these people showing up are basically—I called them dream angels.
1: (laughs) I called them dream guardians. Oh, fancy! But we come to find out they're called um, storytellers.
0: And they basically provide everyone um, with dreams at night. Good dreams. Good dreams. Yeah. Memories even sometimes. Uh, Just anything like that. And then you start catching the glimpses of the (laughs) Incubi as well. The only
1: thing that I thought, though, is I was like, these are some lame-ass dreams. Right?
0: I know. (laughs)
1: They just seemed a little generic. The it
0: was I mean, very stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I did write that down too. Like old white lady wins bingo. Eats <laughs> oh, cake and doesn't. cake. On the <laughs> oh, that part cracked me up. Like it I was, totally laughed out loud at that part. It was really funny. And like the little boy had like baseball fame dreams. the whole room. Yeah. Like it was very um, cheesy. And like I so said, we get a, a glimpse i believe of the incubi and mm-hmm. they are to me the like piece de resistance yes. of this film yes i agree so well done so memorable mm-hmm. very creepy yeah i love the concept i loved everything about that yeah. like very cool
1: mm-hmm. even when they um like would give them the nightmares and how it would like black them out i thought that was cool mm-hmm.
0: yeah um I really loved the concept. Mm-hmm. Was really into it. Like I like this idea of storytellers. I like the idea of these creepy ass incubus things. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that they're called incubi. I know. Well, and then too, because like I always thought, because <laughs> again, I um, watch like anime, and there's also this uh, Persona games, if anyone's familiar, but they have incubus in there. But they're like the incubus that have like the big giant like devil dicks and stuff. So first, so when I first read about this movie, I was like, oh no! Oh.
1: <laughs> they're like, instead, instead, we'll give them a dick nose. <laughs>
0: exactly when they introduce us into the the ink, basically the the main character, and. They take her soul. There's the whole fight scene where the storytellers end up trying to protect the child because the incubi show up and they're trying to, he's trying to take this little girl's soul and they know, trying to stop him, all of that. When we get glimpses though of ink, and I called him Dick Face. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> dick know, face. I didn't know what else to call him. I called him little penis nose. <laughs>
1: Penos. Penos.
0: Penos. P-n- I was a little um <laughs> the one
1: thing that I I super enjoyed was the, <laughs> the finger bongos. <laughs> finger bongos.
0: <laughs> I thought they okay. were super cool too. Finger bongos equals key. It's like <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like out somewhere else. I was like yeah. that's cool. I like that too. And he's like, my finger bongo. It's hard. <laughs>
1: I was like, you don't have some thread? You can't just, like, sew that up real quick. You could make shoes
0: like, the drop of a hat for her. <laughs> but you can't sew your bongos back can't together. You can't
1: sew Finger bongo back.
0: Uh, so this is, though, where I had got confused pretty quickly because when the child was sleeping and all of that and her storyteller was there, um, you see the grandma on the other side. And they had quickly showed before... It was the dad and the kids scene. And I don't know, they, the way they made the jump, you almost didn't realize that time had passed. Or yeah, anything. I just thought that. Um, it was she supposed was to be staying... later that
1: night almost. Right, like she yeah. was just staying the night at grandma's house.
0: Yeah, and then because he kept talking about this big deal and all of that and at work and all this other stuff. And then even when they show him, though, they show him waking up in what looks like a different place, an apartment. And that was what took me to figure it out, like, okay, well I guess time has passed. I'm like or does he go and stay in an apartment in the stadium when he works? Like Like,
1: he Yeah, like it was a divorce situation and
0: Yeah, and so that's what you kinda they don't reveal like the death and all that. I felt like they could have like flip flopped some things around in in the manner to like progress the story of you should already know this stuff like it literally took them almost 45 minutes to like kind of reveal you know that the mom had died and all that you know like this is just stuff we should have went into going into a little earlier in the film I feel right like. just
1: because it was kind of confusing of what was going on uh-huh
0: yeah and the and way and then I was like wait is this a
1: dream too? Is he dreaming this? Is this... because then? But then they're like, oh, they're following him around in the daytime. So then I was like, oh, okay, so I guess it's real.
0: Yeah, and then that's where I'm like, well, why are they following him around? Right. And again, they don't really explain it. It was more of... Because someone even says the storytellers, when they're trying to hunt down Ink and the child... And they're doing recon and all this other stuff. They're basically trying to make a plan. figuring out how to get the kid back in the soul. Because in the real world, the kid has, like, had a seizure and is in the hospital. And then, again, this is where it gets a little convoluted in how how their timeline and how they cut it. Because, yeah, it shows the dad going on his way to work. And that's when you see the Incubi following him. And when the storytellers are there, they're like, oh, that means he's fucked. But that's all they say. Yeah, and you're like, why? What's going on? Yeah, (laughs) like... (laughs) I,
1: is is he going to go to sleep and then they're going to do something? Like, I don't understand.
0: Exactly. I didn't know what, what they had to do. But then basically though, that is what a, la- a- alludes to when it cuts back to ink and the little girl. I immediately, I mean, like I said, we're a spoiler-heavy podcast, um, so spoiler. <laughs> I mean, I... he's I, the incubus. The like it was pretty obvious right from the get-go. So I don't know if that, that he's was the incubus. Yeah, the dad's the incubus. He's ink. Oh, oh, yeah. If that's what ink
1: was for, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I think. Got that? Yeah, ink yeah, incubus. That's yeah. Right. No, I did not get that. Oh, until you Marianne. didn't get it. At- oh, oh no. Okay. I did not- See that coming until the very end. Oh
0: no, because once they first showed Dick Face, I was like, "Oh my God, it's the guy with a dick on his face!" <laughs> like- <laughs> no, I guess I
1: didn't get it because I didn't understand because they said, "Oh, it's a suicide," but then I was like, "But he's." Not dead. Well, that's the thing. That's where it gets a little too convoluted. So then I'm like, is this is this like a Christmas carol? It's like showing him like what could be?
0: Yeah, kind of. But it almost it's like also like... Is it when he's
1: like in a coma or something from his
0: car accident? Alternate timelines.
1: Right. Okay. That's also
0: part of it. So basically, the Incubus Inc. is from the alternate timeline in which he didn't get in the car accident. And he went on and he had his big... I don't know Wall Street deal (laughs) because I love when they go in the flashbacks for the father and you start getting to know him more and it's Wolf of Wall Street like it's literally I feel like there was even like shots that and I'm like when did Wolf of Wall Street come out um look it up real quick look it up 2013 so, hmm. so Wolf of Wall Street ripped off some like direct scenes wasn't Wolf of like. Wall
1: Street a true story though <laughs> <It was. laughs>
0: but no I'm saying the actual scenes of, oh like, yeah the guys or it's just that's how stereotypical like Wall Street big wig finance are. jobs <laughs> are where they're like on a phone casually blah 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 deal 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 we're in the car come? play hard yeah drink 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 bar bar like cocaine 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 yeah <laughs> um <laughs> So, basically, he would have lived that and continued to be have that lifestyle. And... Not saved
1: his daughter. Not saved his daughter, saved his daughter but, it, but then lost. still
0: lived with the loss. And still have, I guess, beat himself up about it to where he spirals out of control in that way. And then eventually kills himself. Um, so, that is who Ink is. And that's, again, not explained to us till the very end. But I was like, well, that's the actor with...
1: Dick on his face. Dick on his face. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah that's going to be him but that was where I was like but how is it him that's what I was wondering I was like how are they going to explain how this is him when he's still in the real world he's not stuck in the dream world in any kind of way
1: yeah that's what I didn't understand yeah at first.
0: Um, so I guess though I would assume that maybe whatever his actions are in the real world are still going to determine Ink's actions in the We'll call it dream world, for lack of a better term, I guess. But um, that was kind of how I interpreted it. Okay. And I also felt like, too, that it really was just pushing the, you know, the story of... Because several times when they show flashbacks of his wife and her saying, you know, like, you have another life outside of work and all this, stuff. this You can't keep doing this. But he also says, like, oh, she humbles me. And, like, so when she dies, there's no one there to humble him.
1: Right. his daughter's not enough of a motivator for him to clean up his act.
0: Exactly. Or, and then the grandparents take her away, and then he takes that as, because he yells at the the grandfather later, he's like, oh, well, oh, now I'm a dad. Oh, I thought, according to me, I'm not a dad anymore, because you took her away from me. But I'm like, but you're literally punishing the kid, like... Yeah, they he took, took her <laughs> away from you if anything but not her like you're still a dad i don't know honestly the motivation of this guy i thought he was a fucking asshole bro
1: me too like, yeah especially when he told him your daughter's gonna come and he's like well she's not mine anymore i don't have a daughter
0: yeah i was like, like damn dude she's like
1: six i know <laughs> obviously it wasn't that long ago that you were running through sunflowers with her because she didn't look that much younger exactly so got cold-hearted real quick
0: kind of fucked up yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, too, I guess, and I think that's where they're showing the Incubi... I that have are, no emotions. Yeah, the Incubi that are following him, that's what it is, is they, they're feeding into his pride and his oh, ego.
1: okay, and they're, and like, they, kind of waiting him to... Exactly,
0: waiting for him to fully up. kind of fuck up and, and become one of them, essentially, you know, like, the, and the views and the ethics that they espouse, I guess. Yeah. So I feel like they're trying to be very deep with this, but because they start convoluting it too much... And then, like I said, with the alternate timeline thing and, like... Christmas Carol. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it was... I think I wrote the same thing. I was like, is he Ebony's or Scrooge? Like...
1: (laughs) Dave said, he's like, oh, it's... um, I had never heard of this. Do you remember the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin? Yes! Well, it's based on a play called Siriano... I can't remember. I can't
0: remember the full. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about, though. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I was like, I don't. I think it's just got a big nose. I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's based on that. At
0: all. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I didn't read that deep, but yeah that's kind of what, how I interpreted the movie. I knew we were going to get into that. We got into it kind of sooner than yeah, <laughs> no. I thought, but it's fine. We don't, we're not worried about chronological order. I know, we're not doing it frame for frame. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> but that was how I interpreted it. But again, I was wondering if, like I was wondering if you knew it was him early or not. No. I so yeah. It. So for me, I was kind of like going through the motions. Like, i yeah. I'm like, I kind of already knew and figured it out, I guess. But I did think the kid actor was okay.
1: Oh, I love that little girl. I thought she did yeah, good. I thought she like did I mean, good.
0: they didn't, and they didn't give her like too many speaking parts, or like you know what I mean. But it's her face weird, acting
1: was good. Was
0: good. Yeah, I loved
1: her little roars. Yes, I thought that was adorable. Very cute. Yeah.
0: Let's get into the storyteller that ends up showing up, mm-hmm. who basically she shows up because she's wanting to help save the girl as well, right. protect. That wasn't too. her mom, right? I didn't get that. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure because because like I said, because I had already figured out that that was her dad. I then was like, oh well, is this going to be like her mom and it's supposed to be her mom saving her or like humbling him, like whatever. Oh, like okay. I, but I didn't know if they well, did. that I was would just make sense. Reading too much into it though, because it didn't. When they showed pictures of the mom though, it did look like a different actress, but I couldn't. No, like, it definitely was a different tell. actress. Yeah. But I was
1: like, well, maybe that was on purpose. She didn't want them to recognize her or something. Maybe.
0: Yeah. So that... she kept
1: saying, you don't recognize me to ink. Yeah. So maybe she was. Basically.
0: Okay. So that's where I was like, am I supposed to take it as that this way?
1: circle of life.
0: Yeah. Because she even says... I mean, we figure out basically that these people are dead. Like, that's how they right. become storytellers or incubi. Oh, yeah, because like,
1: they're like, it's suicide and it was so like violent it threw him to the ground and got a penis
0: on his nose because
1: he's living with the shame and the guilt which gives you penis face <laughs> penis nose and like three strands of hair on your head
0: it kind of reminded me also of Dan Aykroyd in um, Nothing But Trouble do you remember that <laughs> about that one i love that movie (laughs) it's so weird um and then also the whole time though during the film where we have the one storyteller is with ink and the little girl and i guess she's like um a storyteller that the incubi have been like after because apparently in the afterlife the nightmares and the dreamers are like at constant war with one another yeah
1: i got it was kind of like a uh, you know, the typical good and evil Yeah heaven hell kind of thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's all it was, really. Um so I guess though basically there's like a bounty on her head and um On <laughs> the little girl, is that what you're talking about? No, on the storyteller. Oh, story yeah, yeah. She's okay, supposed to be yeah. some like big wig storyteller. Um and he's basically given a quest, essentially. To get like the key he needs to go to this assembly so he can become a full fledged incubi. And not be ugly anymore. And not be ugly and not like live under shame and guilt. Like basically, he would just be prideful oh, and okay. you yeah. know, all the stuff that <clears throat> incubi are. Because apparently, I guess he can't become a storyteller. Uh, I guess he thought he couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, and then I don't think technically, Ink doesn't have recollections
1: because mm-hmm. he
0: came in so violently. Mm hmm. Um, but that's his thing. He just so, know
1: he ugly. Yeah. He
0: ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. <laughs> you ugly. <laughs> so that's what's going to be going on on his side of the, the film, basically, is doing his little quest. And then on the other side, where the little girl storyteller, um, she has almost her own quest as well to help save the child. She has her group of people, and then they they call in or look for this uh, the pathfinder. Mm-hmm. And this guy is blind, but apparently can hear like the rhythm of the mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. One two three four. One two three four. four. One two three Three, four. four. One two three four.
1: And all that jazz. I I do enjoy a good um like he said the uh,
0: chain reaction chain reaction events and how everything is connected and so that is basically what they figure out how they're going to help make the father make the right decision because they can't
1: really interfere um, inter- yeah interfere interact mm-hmm. with the like actual world yeah
0: because they're up in dreamland um, different plane. Yeah. yeah and so how they do it is he had his big meeting and this is like the precipice basically of it's like this moment in time is what will determine if he chooses to basically become an incubi later the mm-hmm. alternate timeline or to save his daughter because at this point the grandfather had informed him that the girl is in the seizure he had that whole i'm not her dad yeah and he goes and oh he kicks ass and they have little things and that's what you notice too in the beginning is what it is the incubi are whispering in his ear it's them the whole time going like when he's like thinking in his head like that's them like because he thinks okay, he's like becoming yeah. a god and like oh look they just like worship the ground you walk on and you're so fucking bad <laughs> he's like it's just like one big thing of like how much can this guy jerk himself off yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like yes <laughs> Damn. So, the Pathfinder guy is basically able to fuck with the rhythm of the universe, and they cause him to get into a car accident to where he has to be taken to the hospital. Which is all fine and dandy,
1: but what happened to that poor driver that spilled the coffee on himself that yeah. ran the red light? Nobody showed what happened to
0: him. Nope. We have no clue. But damn it, this little girl, she gotta live.
1: <laughs> Everybody else be damned. <laughs>
0: So, yeah. Basically, uh, they succeed in that. And he gets sent to, oh, lo and behold, the same hospital that the daughter's staying at. So, when he comes to, he, like, finds this information out. And this is when he does start feeling a little guilt and a little shame. And, Mm -hmm. like, maybe I should have fucking came here. And then more fight scenes is when, like, it kind of starts building up more with the incubi coming to stop them. Because over in Dreamland... Ink has gone through a couple of his quests. The crazy lady. Yeah, the, yeah. what do they call them? Drifters. They explain that a little bit.
1: Yeah, she's neither on either side, essentially. Yeah. She doesn't recognize either side. Mm-hmm. Um, like
0: Ink as well, right. who is a version of the Drifters. And she basically wants the uh, storyteller's hair. Les it. Yes. And chopped all off all her hair. And then even Ink like starts feeling guilty about it. Yeah, that's enough.
1: That's Leave enough her the tendrils enough. in the front.
0: <laughs> tendrils. <laughs> but yeah, so and I think this is actually like I said, it was a long time till you find out about some of that stuff, um, even with John's backstory. And again, they show this stuff kind of way later throughout this entire saga. So we do get flashbacks of, oh, you find out John was like Poor white trash.
1: Mm, yeah, <laughs> and, <yeah.
0: laughs> and that really affected him. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see his motivation now for wanting to become all rich and have his work be so important and yada, yada, yada. And that's yeah. the thing I'll say. Like I said, I like the overall concept of this movie, but it's just very... Like the story itself, like, oh, he was a poor guy and he wants power and money. And then he let it go to his head. Like that is just such a trope, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's very tropey to where that's where I wasn't fully on board with this movie for that reason.
1: One part that I was like, she was like, I'm going to pay with food stamps today. Yeah. I was like, nobody does that shit. No. And and every time when, I mean, maybe
0: mm -hmm. when
1: I was a young adult, And used food stamps. There was a lot of people that used food stamps at the Walmarts
0: Yeah, (laughs) where I was. So it was no big thing Um, to pull out your food stamps. I have direct experience with this. I, ca- I have recollections of when I was a very small child, and it was when food stamps were still fucking food stamps. Yeah. Like, in a booklet, you know, and you tore them fucking out. Mm-hmm. Like, I do have recollections of going to the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom using food stamps to pay for stuff. And I do remember there was always a feeling of, like, guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Like, even at a young age, there was. But... I mean, not so much so to where I would abandon my child. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, that's where this movie kind of confused me. And, like, I don't know, but I'm not a man either. So I don't know how men respond to things. But as a woman, I'd be like, okay, so you're going to abandon your child while they're in a seizure, like in a coma in the hospital, because you were poor and you want to be successful like I don't know cause <laughs> like oh my really big deal like and I guess you get it it's supposed to be that much pressure cause it's supposed to be they say like what a billion dollar deal or something right. insane but if that's the case, too, then why don't people give him a fucking break? <laughs> like, I mean... They, you, do,
1: you don't take breaks at that level uh, of,
0: Yeah, it's like, either way, I don't know, it's like, damned it. if you do, damned if you don't, I guess. It's like, supposed to be maybe how he's feeling. Well, they took him away because... They took the daughter away
1: because of the drug use. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't just cut that off cold turkey. And then, men don't handle things as well as women do Yeah, when it comes man. to the death of a spouse... That hits, you know, I just feel like it hits men different. Maybe, yeah. And I feel like they, like, you know, if he was already using drugs, it would be, he would go in a downward spiral. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's essentially what it is. And he does finally make the choice, though, to be the dad. Or really the mom, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he (laughs) makes the choice to be
1: both, Both, damn it. To be
0: both, yeah, because he (laughs) knows he has to be. Yeah. Because she lost her mom. Um, and he then he, I think he realized, oh, I didn't just
1: lose somebody. Yeah, she lost her fucking mom. Yeah, and then th- she lost her dad and had to live with her grandparents. <laughs> yeah, she's like six and a badass little girl. Uh, yeah, and shit, roaring everyone's I face know. and Dick Face's face, playing <laughs>
0: dictator in her bedroom. <laughs> She's a little badass. You are lucky to have her. Exactly. (laughs) And I do like how they did a juxtaposition uh, when he is making his way to her room. And so in his world, it's just him walking through the hospital. Um, But in dream world, it is all of the storytellers like fucking climactic, you know, fight scene of going down this hallway trying to protect him from being overtaken basically um, by the incubi, and again the incubi are so creepy. <laughs> I know, I
1: loved it, especially I really when they take it. off their visor thing, and then they got the like the light eyes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought lovely. the head guy's cool. His eyes were cool when he would like blink, and they would turn black, and then like red eyes, and then yeah, yeah, then his eyes would change. I thought that was
0: cool. Oh yeah, because that was uh, during the big scene with ink getting to the Redemption. main incubi guy that he want wants to. Like turn over, <laughs> turn over his booty to his hostages. His booty to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know it. But this is the thing. So basically, though, and this is though the main part. We've yada yada. We talked about the the under themes, but the main incubi are like. So I'm gonna take your daughter's soul in exchange to make you an incubi. So, basically, though, they're saying that the dad had to, like, literally sacrifice his child mm-hmm. to become the big wig that he had wanted to become. Like, that's what was going to happen. Right. But because he chose not to in the real world, Inc. has the change of heart there. Like, are they directly correlated? I just thought it It seems it like was... it has to be because he chose to be by his daughter. Yeah. And in the dream world, Inc., Fights, you know, the incubator end up actually saving her. I he thought that, I thought it just
1: happened that it was just like two two alternate timelines going on at the same time. I didn't
0: think that they yeah, were yeah, and one see they don't the yeah, but they don't explain it one way or the other, yeah. so you don't know. So right. I'm like, well, what if um, because it seems like let's say the dad didn't go see and her, the
1: storyteller dies, and like you can die when you're dead.
0: Yeah, what happens to them then?
1: I was expecting her to turn into like a beam of light.
0: Right, or something. I that would have been Like, cool. do you go to the next plane? Because
1: when she was, like, at the drifter's house, like, she was like, who is she? And her face was, like, encased in light. Mmm. Like, she was all, like, lit up. Yeah. So, I was like... She That's was... why
0: I called them, like, dream angels, because they all yeah. seem to, like, have their little light But then things. she just died. Yeah. <laughs> but I
1: guess it's not real, so it doesn't matter. It was just a dream world. Yeah, but... Like I they said, they well, seem and then to be he, souls
0: of the dead. Well then
1: he like uh <laughs> so at the end of the movie, like her soul goes back into her body. Does his soul go
0: back into Yeah, what happens to Ink? Yeah. Himself. Right. Like not John. We know John in real world is fine, but what about all? yeah, is alternate? Is just John's
1: soul? Was his soul out of his body the whole time?
0: I don't know. But it seems like it was just no, the completely alternate timeline, John. So he goes soul. back to
1: his own timeline.
0: I mean, do souls even exist? (laughs) Or maybe he just gets turned into a storyteller.
1: Maybe that's what it is.
0: Maybe. But they don't really tell you that either. No. They just kind of, like, basically end it. just end it. With, yeah, the angels kind of, like, watching over the dad and the daughter because she finally wakes up. And then that was pretty much it. Like, okay, everything's... Hunky-dory now. Happy ending. Yeah. Like, what happened? What happened to actual... Ink. what <laughs> the movie was about. <laughs> or does he just like dissolve into nothingness and he no longer exists because that timeline
1: it perished? Perished? Yeah, like maybe.
0: Yeah, I needed more. Maybe he dissolved. But it might be that's the sci-fi person in me where I'm I like, explanation. I need this. I need this. I need closure. Timeline gaps and everything. Yeah, I need it explained. Of is it like. Like Marvel, you know, are there the multiverses? Like, is it all happening around? Like you said, at the same time. At the same time. Was it correlated? Yeah. So I would have preferred to have some kind, something that kind of explained that a little more. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was ink. Um, I didn't hate it by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I found some of it almost a little, like I said, tropey. Uh, Or stereotypical um, when it came to some of the characters or the backstory a little bit in that respect. But I think they had really... They were very ambitious. And I give them that. I admire... um, I admire the filmmakers for sure for that. I think they did have this in mind. They went for it. And they did it really to the best of their abilities. I do 100% believe that. I would
1: have liked to have seen this movie if they would have had a bigger budget.
0: Absolutely. I think
1: it would have been um really cool
0: yeah I think so and they could have probably explored more of that been able to even just show you kind of you know more like I
1: said with the budget the way they handled the um Incubi I thought that was like you said badass yeah super creepy super impressive and I'm wondering how they even did
0: it I'm like is that like hand
1: drawn it almost reminded me of like
0: or yeah, or did they edit it over it like in post? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. At one point, though, I will say there was one I did have a note. Uh, one of the random incubi, uh, when you're like looking at him and stuff, he looked like bubbles from Trailer Park Yeah, you know I'm talking I know. Because watching, I was like, he looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, yes, that's what happened to him after he died. <laughs> loved him um but yeah i just thought that was something funny to share I'm like bubbles (laughs) but yeah so overall um i don't think i would watch it again necessarily
1: Mm, but um maybe this is just me being kind of a snob yeah i just don't enjoy watching um movies that have like low video quality
0: yeah, you're it, not. It, it
1: just bothers me. It takes it bothers you out of my it. senses. <laughs> yeah, it takes me out of it. I don't know. I don't even like watching movies on like super high def TVs because it lo- makes it look like that. You're kind probably of.
0: sensitive to like certain frame rates. Yeah, or whatever. I, don't, I I don't enjoy it. I know what you're talking about. I I used to watch a lot of like more indie movies, so mm. I think I just got used to it. Like, yeah. I feel like it is something you have to get like accustomed to. Because I definitely, it felt very two thousand and nine. Well, it, it also
1: reminded me of like you know RuPaul's Drag Race filter, yes. season one. It had a lot of that, mm-hmm. um, like blurry.
0: Well, and also that it took me
1: vaseline filters, what I call it, too much
0: into the real world. Like in the beginning, when the lamps in that one house was like so like
1: <laughs> something you find your mom's house,
0: yeah. <laughs> where I was like, I think I had that lamp or in two thousand and nine. Kind of take
1: you out of it a little, right? Bit. Like I said, that's why um, I did kind of enjoy it, like too real, because it reminded me of something that we did, mm-hmm. you know, back when we were.
0: Yeah, because like I said, they just went for it. Yeah. They really did. And again, with the, such a low budget and what they were able to accomplish. was impressive, yeah. And I did appreciate where they were trying to like do the different lighting or filter effects for to take you to the dream world. And mm-hmm. like, you know, they very much were trying to be storytellers themselves in that respect and in a visual way as well with the change in the lighting and this and that. Um, like, yeah, again, I wish they would have had a bigger budget to really see what they could have accomplished. Cause yeah, it did have the, the same kind of, the very indie vibes for mm-hmm. sure. It was still better than Velocipastor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that one. It's <laughs> a very indie, <laughs> very cheesy. It was good. But, um, would I watch it again? Probably not. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> It's people who gave it their all and it is definitely not on the same level as that. Like these people, like to me, they are professional indie, yeah, you know, was yeah, this yeah. one. So that was what was nice to see an indie movie that was done as professionally as it possibly could be done Yeah, with the means that they had. So I'll definitely give them that.
1: But for them to have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god, are you serious? Well, that's what it said on the Amazon...
0: Wow. Let me... Let's look it up real quick. Okay, well here, I'll just look up Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, but it's out of six reviews. Okay. And that was for the tomato meter. And then the audience score was 81%. Oh my god. Are we serious? Okay, listen. But for... I didn't think this movie was bad. I thought it was ambitious it was nowhere 100%.
1: Nowhere near 100%. Not when Gone in 60 Seconds was 25 motherfucking percent. That just chaps my ass.
0: Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't, I don't get that. So. Yeah,
1: uh, once again, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Not a fan. No disappointed in you
0: rotten tomatoes how dare you i mean i give it a solid three out of five yeah, like it is for sure middle of the road for me <laughs> yeah what they uh tried to say about goats chickens. <laughs> uh, how dare how dareth you. You. how dareth you how very dare you all right so that is um second episode of listeners pick down Thank you, Christopher. Uh, it wasn't a bad picture. I hope we, we didn't offend uh, you. you. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, um, it's just one bitch's opinion.
1: <laughs> I can call myself that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was something different at least. I did enjoy watching something different and like watching an indie because I haven't watched an indie movie in a really mm. long time. Uh, like I said. Besides um, the loss of pastor. I'll keep
1: it an open mind. Yeah. Um, like it was nice to watch something that I hadn't seen before because mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I'm a I'm a creature of habit. I like to rewatch the same things over and over again. Yeah. So, and I really enjoyed the uh, Incubus. Incubi. Yeah. I
0: thought they were super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no offense, no offense. <laughs> and as uh, we mentioned in the beginning, we will be continuing with Fried Green Tomatoes. Fried Green Maters. Fried Green Maters. <laughs> <laughs> and then that will also be followed up with Night's Tale. A Night's Tale. And that'll be a listener's pick. Sounds good. We also uh, came up with a little early to announce, but I feel like it's okay. I feel like it's a, okay with you guys. A little teaser. Um, <laughs> a little appetizer. Appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> After our listener's choice, we are going to do um, uh, Shark Month.
1: Mm-hmm. Inspired by Shark Week.
0: Yes. Um, so I believe we're going to get um, at least, minimum, uh, two episodes. Yes. Uh, we'll do two different um, shark movies. Mm-hmm. We already have one in mind. Jessica is a Jonesen.
1: Yeah, is a Jonesen. Is a
0: Jonesen for
1: Jonesing because of. Uh,
0: we'll we'll keep it on the hush hush. We'll let you see if we can <laughs> figure it out. It can't be that hard. I it mean, how many shark movies are there? <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you can find us at Film Gazers on Instagram, which is our main social media hub. At Facebook, Twitter. Twitter is where you can find the Discord invite link to join the Film Gazers community. Uh, I am going to be, again, we're trying to update more and more. Uh, we do work full-time jobs like we're normal people, so um, I... Bear with us. Yeah, we try to do what I we can. I honestly forget about it most of the time. I, yeah, it's There's cool. only so many hours in a day. I didn't have to sleep... <laughs> I get everything done I that know. I wanted to do. I know, right? Uh, yeah, so that's where you can find us on the social medias Meads. and uh, how to contact us, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so again, thank you guys so much. Thanks we appreciate for listening. it. And until next time. Oh, wait, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop stealing oh, yeah. my mind. <laughs> okay. Time to hit the dusty trail.
1: Until next time.
0: <laughs> Later, Later, taters. taters.